Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Lindsay. And this is the Hideaway Podcast, episode 60. Hawkseb, that's Cambodian. Hey, everybody. Hope you're having a nice uh, March, middle of your uh, winter or end of winter, beginning of spring. Or if you're on the other side of the world. End of summer. End of summer. Sorry for those who are ending summer. Man, I'm excited for summer. Oh my gosh, me too. I'm so over wearing coats and boots. Yeah, the weather in New York here is just nasty. Yes, it is. But it wasn't so bad when we went to D.C. this past week to see Big Apple. No, we went to D.C. because my godson, whose name is King, which is a very strong name, he is four. And I was like, I'm taking him to the Big Apple Circus for the first time. And he's already seen Universal and... Uh, Vasquez, Sarah Vasquez. But I was like, oh, man, we're, we got to take him to Big Apple. Like, we got to be the first people to take him. So he drove down there because they the tent was outside of D.C. In, in Maryland. In this area called National Harbor, which is sort of like a uh, a mall, outdoor strip mall kind of, but like nice and developed. Yeah. I, I think it was developed for the harbor, but they have this big... Um, it was developed for the convention center that they built. Oh, the convention center. Okay. Yeah. And DC is so pretty. It's got so much like government, federal money there. Everything around there is just built up and, and nice, but they had a big sort of football field sized lot they put the circus tent up on. Yeah, it was... It, it's funny because I've only actually ever been in... my adult life to Big Apple at Lincoln Center. So seeing it on a lot that's bigger and like you can breathe a little bit more uh, was fun to see because backstage at, you know, Lincoln Center is like a sardine can, whereas this was like much more spacious, I guess I would say. Yeah, totally give that as more spacious. (laughs) I mean, it's just got more land. Yeah. But uh, the show was great. Definitely got way tighter, way better since the New York run. I can say that for sure. Brent McBeth has replaced Grandma. Brent's a clown who uh, is in Parallel Exit, among other things. Mm. Uh, really, his background is theater. Theater. And he was fantastic. Like, yes. I would say even better than Grandma. Way more energy. Mm-hmm. Like, way more committed to the bits. Yes. Well, what I what I was saying to Joel is that when Joel I watched... Joel is the other clown in the Joel show. Joel Jeske is the other clown in the show who, who was the other clown in the show with Grandma. Yeah, Mr. Joel. Mr. Joel. And I think that... Grandma was almost like her own. Well, she is her own character, right? And so having her in this show that has nothing to do with Grandma felt like she was like all like pushed into the Just show. Kind of random, yeah. And then because it was Ty who is the ringmaster, then there was Mister Joel, and then there was Grandma. It was very confusing as an audience member, like who the. It didn't feel like anyone had like a real flow to it. And now Ty makes a little bit more sense as the ringmaster and Brent and Joel really work together very well as two clowns. And you just can like kind of get into the show a little bit more. I yes, would say. I would say it just moves. feels like it moves a little faster. Yes. Um, the and guy also, caught his quad again. Oh yeah. The guy caught his quad again. He's so on the trapeze, the flying trapeze. He's so good. You know, I love hearing what kids say is their favorite thing because they have no filter, especially a four-year-old who is very uh, sure of himself. And I was like, King, what was your favorite act? And he, his favorite act was the water spitting act with Joel and Brent. I love water spitting. <laughs> I mean, can't really go wrong with the whole throwing. time though. I'm like, oh, how dirty is that water that's in that like 
bin. They're putting their their like hats in it. Like, oh, I'm just I just can't do it. Yeah, water spitting is one of my favorites though. Yeah, they also uh, King also called Jenny Vidbelt, who does a horse animal training act. He called her Elsa. Which I was confused by because she looked nothing like Elsa, but I guess what she are you talking was. About? She's blonde. She looks like she's from Sweden. <laughs> yeah, I guess true. She's magically controlling all, all these animals. She, I totally get the Elsa connection. But he thought it was Elsa, so that was cool. That's a pro- props, Jenny Vibble. If anybody <laughs> knows Jenny well, I really want to have her on the podcast. So uh, if you're a bud of Jenny's and listening, hook us up. Hook us up. Hello yeah. at Hadaway Circus. Make that happen. Yes. So another interesting sort of just piece of news that happened this week is Trump related. And we don't really ever talk about politics on the podcast, but very rarely does Trump and our circus world collide. Collide. And it did this week because these two reporters, who one of which works for Mother Jones, the other of which is the head of news for Yahoo News, just released a new book. And in the book, they talk about a 2013 meeting between Trump and a Russian oligarch family, the Aguilarovs, who are essentially real estate magnates in Russia and would have been the partners on the Trump Hotel in Moscow and were actually Trump's partners uh, for the Miss Universe pageant when it was held in Moscow. And uh, the son, Emin, is the one who emailed Trump about that meeting where they were like, we got dirt on Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. But turns out, guess where do they go and party <laughs> when they go to Vegas? The Act. The Act, which is the R-rated version of the box, which is a... What's the box-rated version in New York? The box is X in New York. Oh, you think it's R in Vegas. It was 100% R okay. in Vegas. So uh, in the box New York, you'll see things that are... The box is a nightclub in New York that we've, we've spoken about. The variety show. I really cut my teeth there. Many years working in the New York one and the London one. It is X-rated. A lot of nudity. A lot of graphic things happening. And for kids listening, now is the moment of earmuffs. But there's simulated <laughs> urination in some of the acts because it's funny you know when you're in an adult setting and you're <laughs> yes. drinking and yes. you're watching somebody fake pee on the audience or yes. fake pee on the people it's just straight up funny you know but they uh if that's your sense of humor if that's your sense of humor <laughs> but i think if you're an adult you yeah, can, you, yeah can, no. you can get it and uh this like new breaking trump news is all about like is there a connection between trump's pee tape and trump <laughs> watching pee at the act like oh the stars are aligning and uh you know i am as anti-trump as the next person truly 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 but that seems like a bit of a stretch a of a to stretch. say that the pee tape is true because, because of, trump went to the right. act in 2013 having said that it's kind of is an interesting point to note like all these russian oligarchs going and partying at uh Circus nightclubs where many of us in the industry work. A lot of these shady deals were going mm-hmm. down in places mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, we're only 20, 30 feet away from on stage. But, you know, there's something about the box. I never went to the act, but the box in New York definitely does feel like a little bit shady and because it's so dark and it's small and it feels like a underground nightclub. Yeah, that's the whole, that's, right. that's literally the vibe of right. it. Right, so and why one- would, it's not that crazy to think that these shady deals with Russians and Trump went down there. No, not at all. And the funny thing is, uh, the writers really try to like talk up how dirty the act is. Mm-hmm. But essentially, the creators of the act, the guys who made the box, were all like, God damn, we have to make the act so uh, R-rated because there's so many things in Vegas in you're Vegas, not allowed right. to do. For example... Uh, you're not allowed to have nudity within proximity and a certain amount of feet to a bar because you can't sell alcohol and have uh, right. breasts basically out within, I don't know, 20 or 30 feet of one another. Those rules don't exist in New York or London, so they can do a lot more things. Uh, 
after about six months of operating in Vegas back in 2013 and 14, uh, the act was closed by the, I think the state or city government for breaking a lot of those sort of nudity-related, mm. drinking-related combo mm. laws that exist. Mm. And although Vegas is known to be Sin City, uh, it is actually a very, very strict city when, yes, it, comes, it, is when, tame, when right? it goes to um, actual performing yeah. law. Uh, and things you can do in entertainment. You can drink outside, which is a thing you can't do in many places in the U.S., but cities like New York, mm. London, L.A., uh, Montreal, you can actually see much more uh, uh, risque things on stage than you are mm. legally allowed to do in Vegas. Well, another show that's in Vegas is our show, Miss Behave. Heck yeah, Miss Behave. we have Murray Hill and his glamorous assistant currently starring in The Vegas Show, and Amy Saunders in Brett Fister are now in Sydney performing at the Opera House with Miss Behave Game Show. In Sydney Opera House. Uh, and I am jealous I'm not there because the footage looks amazing. They yes. seem like they're really, really crushing Oh, and, and Monkey. Evil oh, yes. Hate Monkey. Evil Hate Monkey. Adam Crandall, another previous guest. Yes. In fact, Amy, Brett, and Adam have all been guests on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Maybe Murray will be one day too. But if you go to Vegas and you've already seen Misbehave, now's a great week to go see it with a different host and Murray has a totally different flair. Mm-hmm. Same kinds of games, same premise. Different host. He's only in there for one more week before Amy is back in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are working on a little bit of a tour route with uh, Misbehave and Amy. So if you don't live in Vegas, you might have a few more opportunities in the next year or two it. years to see it. You and I saw, oh, yesterday. I saw a matinee yesterday of a Broadway show called Once on this Island. Oh. And it's one of those, sh- it's a revival. Okay. And it's one of those shows that, you know, as a musical theater nerd growing up, I never had any interest in. Mm. And I don't know why. I knew like one song from it, but I just had no interest in it. So Josh's mom actually invited me. <laughs> so I went and it was so awesome. And I think it was really moving to see because the whole cast is African-American and well, not the whole cast, but most of the cast. And it's island music. It, it's basically Romeo and Juliet, but takes place on a Caribbean island. Mm-hmm. And it's with the with poor people and rich people are the two sides, essentially. But the whole audience was young kids and people of different ethnicities. And it was just like a really fun vibe. And it just it seemed like a, a community of people that... We don't really see on Broadway except like maybe in Hamilton and mm. maybe Aladdin. I don't know. But I really, really, really enjoyed it and would recommend it. Great. Yeah. I, I'm bummed I did not. Although take there a was off. a live goat in the show and a chicken, which it just seemed unnecessary. Live goat? Yeah. And it was so loud at this one point and there was like flashing lights and they, because it was a sacrificial Do goats goat. Count as domestic animals. I wonder where you draw the line for like Broadway on which animals. I don't know. You can and a and chicken. Can. Chicken is, chicken seems like chickens are you don't just have generally. chickens in your house though. People do. What are you oh, talking really? about? Yeah, they have eggs. They have chickens at their no, house. But in a, yeah, in a chicken coop. Sure. Sometimes the chickens walk in the know. house. Yeah, but there was a goat on stage, and it was it was brought out. It was very loud because they were sacrificing the goat, and it. Wait, they I, didn't actually sacrifice the goat on stage. Well, no, obviously it was it was make believe. It's theater. <laughs> they no, they like literally take the goat. <laughs> okay, this is actually pretty funny. So it's like they were trying to save this like rich boy's life is like the premise, and he's Romeo basically. But they're like, we have to do a, a, a ceremony to the gods to save him. And, like, I don't think they needed this because not once in the song really is it like, we need a goat to sacrifice, you know. But this one guy brings the goat down the aisle onto the stage, then up the other aisle 
And then comes back down the aisle with a bucket with a little bit of red paint on the side to show that, like, he just got, went and, like, sacrificed this goat for this ceremony. Uh-huh. And your mom leaned over to me and she was like, I'm all for goats, but I, I think it might be a little loud for a, you know, a poor little goat. And I was like, I agree. It felt, like, really loud. Oh, to the volume of the show. And the lights and everything. And yeah. it just seemed like, why do we need a goat on stage? Well, I guess uh, that's a good question. Put that out to our listeners. Feel free to answer that on Twitter. Why do we need goats on stage? So on today's episode, uh, this is actually, I'll put up there and say it's one of our weirdest episodes. Oh, definitely. It's a thousand percent the weirdest. I don't know if it's one of the weirdest. I think it is the weirdest. It is the weirdest, but it's pretty funny. You know, when we were recording it, I was, um, I was like, oh man, I'm going to have to edit this a lot to make it sort of like flow. But listening back to it, uh, Lindsay and I decided not to edit it at all. So uh, you're going to hear about a, a 25-minute interview with Ross Mollison, who is the producer, founder of Spiegel World. Their previous shows include Absinthe and Empire and Vegas Nocturne. Um, Ross has been a previous podcast guest and was a mentor of mine. Um, so this is actually his second time on the show, but he's accompanied by Harry M. Howie, who Wait, is... Wait, where's his business card? It's uh, on the shelf right there. What does he call himself? The promoter of opium at the Cosmo. So Harry M. Howie is the new main character in the latest Spiegel World show called Opium, opening at the Cosmopolitan later in April. It's in previews right now. So Harry M. Howie is a promoter, freelance journalist... And a numerologist. Mm. But in the same way that if you've seen Absinthe, Gazillionaire, who is the host, is a character. He's a producer-promoter character. So is Harry M. Howie. And Harry uh, is in character this whole interview, which is, I think, (laughs) essentially what makes it super strange. Because as listeners will know, all of our interviews are about real people's lives. And we're interviewing real people about what's actually happened to them. Why, how, when, where, all those kinds of questions. And Harry is a fictional character that we are talking to. And Ross has an interesting job uh, bouncing between being in character with Harry and, uh, you know, pulling back the curtain a little bit and being real. Uh, Harry is mostly funny in this episode and so is Ross. But Ross has some really good... Did I just detect some shit? Mostly funny. Yeah, Harry was, I'd say, mostly funny. But Ross has some really good gems in there. Harry, don't get offended. Harry, don't get offended. But, you know, uh, if you're interested about the show, about Vegas, about Spiegel World, this is a fun, funny interview. Yeah, I had fun. It was, I mean, it was such a weird interview, but, you know, I don't know. And, and honestly, you will hear, no one really knows what the show is, I don't think. No. And uh, that's sort of the whole game of it, <laughs> a little bit. Well, I, I'll tell you what we do know about the show, and hopefully that will frame the context of this interview a little bit. It's a new show at Cosmopolitan. The room it's in was where Spiegel World's previous show, Vegas Nocturne, was in. And it's kind of an odd space. It's got a very low ceiling. It's another small stage like Absinthe, so a circular, I don't know, maybe it's tops 8, 10 feet across in diameter. So quite a small area to play on. I think the room seats about 200 people. The show's theme is space, essentially. Um, It's called Opium, probably sticking with, you know, the idea of drugs and alcohol is the name. Absinthe, you know, is a a drink. So clearly that sort of works with the Spiegel World brand. Uh, One of the directors is Matt Hodges, who's a longtime Spiegel World sort of in-house artist. If you've been to Absinthe, Matt Hodges and Josh sang and designed the entire inside of that tent. So the show is definitely going to have a very strong um, visual aesthetic to it. That's really where Matt comes from. Mm -hmm. 
Ross is sort of doing his traditional producing, promoting role. And it seems like he's knocked it out of the park. This show has gotten more coverage on the internet than I have seen any other Vegas show get since I have been paying attention. And I think the trick behind it, and Ross sort of talks about it, is that they are not saying what the hell the show is. Mm-hmm. So everybody's like, what is the show? And they're not saying. And that makes everybody interested. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear them talk a little bit about that on the episode. Yeah. And, um, you know, when we were there recording, we didn't see much either. So I, I really don't know what it is. Heard a lot of yelling. And, which you can actually hear on the podcast and uh, and some maybe like modern dance. <laughs> yeah. My best guess is that it's probably going to have a backbone of mostly comedy with somewhere between four and six comedic performers. Uh, I think there'll be a few musicians or at least people who double as musicians. I would guess another three to four variety acts and then maybe two or three circus acts. Well, we'll see if you're right when we go see it. We will. We're going to go out in later, late April. The show opens April 8th. But... That's, that's sort of my guess. I hope that sort of fills in the details around one of the oddest conversations <laughs> we've had. But, you know, we're in oh episode 60, so you guys are in for, you know, something a little bit different. And if anyone grew up, like, in the 90s, 2000s, there was a Disney show that took place in outer space, and I cannot remember what the show was. But they would say, like, Zetus Lapidus. Do you remember what that was? No, I know exactly was? what it's called. I thought we did remember the name of it. I can't, though. It's got a main character. Kind of looks like Hilary Duff, but not Hilary Duff, right? right. Twitter tweet us. Write <laughs> us hello at Hideaway Circus. If you know what movie we're talking about, a Disney Channel TV show we're talking about, or if you uh, know Jenny Vidbell, the horse <laughs> yes, trainer. if you know this. But if you like our podcast, make sure to subscribe on iTunes, rate us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, tweet us, or email us at hello at hideawaycircus.com. We really do appreciate everyone who emails us and gives us ideas or just encouraging words. Um, It really does mean a lot to us, so thank you. Here is our interview with Harry M. Howie and Ross Mollison. So maybe you guys, Ross, you could tell us like where we are right now where we're recording this. Um, well, we're at uh, the Spiegel World Ballroom at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, which is, uh, to my mind, the finest resort in Las Vegas, uh, amongst many other fine resorts. You don't get in trouble with Caesars from saying that? No, no. I mean, uh, you know, Caesars would agree that uh, you know, there's many fine resorts in Vegas, of which Caesars is one. Yeah. And uh, certainly, uh, for, especially for a younger demographic, uh, the Cosmopolitan is a very fine resort. Yeah. And uh, there's no finer place than the Spiegel World Ballroom. Right. Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. The bathrooms are really cool when and we dark. Right there, we have right bathrooms. Right. Yeah. Strike shit ass. Yeah, it really is. Um, and you guys are in the middle of the, <laughs> the creation process for your new show, Opium. Where, like, where in that process are you? Well, I, I'm, I'm really just along for the ride. Um, <laughs> you know, a friend of mine. Um, asked me, whom you know, um, Josh, the gazillionaire, asked me if I could help out, basically. So mm. I'm really just here to help out. And, and, and Gaz, then, put us in contact, and, and Ross is a great guy to know, all right? Piecing it all together. You need some need some good hands in it, all right? Kneading the dough, all right, as, as you make a, make a loaf. Oh. So how, you're the host of this show, right? I'm the promoter. The promoter, promoter. as well, coming from the outside in, all right, lifting it up directing, uh-huh. bringing it around, shaping it. 
So maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself and about what the show is or why why here and now. Here and Howie, right? This is a cutting edge show. It's got to happen right now. It's, it's very important that it happens at this exact time in this exact place. All right, all this is written already. We're receiving it. Right, messages from outer space, maybe even outer than that. So do you think you're a Martian or? I'm. I'm not a. I'm not no. a Martian now. You're just receiving it. Martians could be involved, okay. right? Uh-huh. And, and quite possibly this is aiming to become the first show to be performed on Mars. We've been speaking with Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. That's in the works. That's, uh-huh. that's that gigafactory is pretty close to here. Pretty pretty certain that's all going down, right? We've got our, our people on the phone with him and, and sometimes him in the person talking. I don't recognize his voice. <laughs> pretty sure it's him talking yeah. to me. And we've got it We've got it locked away. It's going to be the first, first show on Mars. So this is just a trial right here. Just going to try it out. It's mm-hmm. kind of a test run. Prior to space. But it's got to be the most cutting edge space. That's why we're here at the Cosmo. So, you know, I, sort of the vibe of Absinthe a little bit is like it's kind of the experience of the drink in a way. It's more than that, but it's sort of the backbone. Is opium, like the drug, similarly themed uh, the way Absinthe is sort of based around the drink? Great. So we came to this term opium separate from the narcotic that ruins people's lives. All oh, right. right. It was like a mall, right? Or this a is, store? This has a lot to do with numerology, right? Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? No. Numbers corresponding to letters, right? It all matters. Every number in your life, your age, time of birth, all it all adds up to something, right? And th- we've been receiving these messages. We've got a specific uh, three numbers coming over and over again, different patterns, right? We had 13, 15, 16. Those letters correspond OPM, oh. right? Rearrange them. You get a lot of the letters at cos- Cosmopolitan, all right? Mm-hmm. So no relationship to the drug. I'll learn that once you've seen it, you're going to want to you're going to want to see it again, all right? And again until it eventually kills you, ruins your life, <laughs> uh-huh. possibly. That's okay. The I like your style. Like it's kind of like '70s, but maybe a little '50s. Oh, great! Yeah, a lot of this is just it's been. You know, I dusted it off. It's been in the closet for a while, and uh, some of it, was my uncles and a little family, a lot of family clothes here. But I've, I've, I'm, I'm a style dresser, so yeah, I, I yeah. like to look good. Great. What's the tie? What, what's the with the name uh, John? Yeah, great. So this is a uh, clearly whenever well, no, I tie this, John John White, right? That's a big, big company. Look it up. I'm sure it's it's well known. It's, oh, it's, it's the back of the tie. I thought it was the name right, tag on I your tie. Tied it in a rush, all right? So I, didn't have a lot of time to prepare. That's cool. I, I guess you're pretty busy with re- rehearsal on the scene. Right. Yeah, maybe you guys could talk about for a second, um, both from a character, you know, the person who has to be in the show and somebody producing it, um, well, what yeah, the process you, is. Are you, are you like. planning to be in the show, Harry? I'm not planning on it, no. Oh. I'm just watching. Just and, watching, and, supporting. And Great. So, so what's your role then, Ross? Sounds like he's doing your job. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of like a contracted producer. You know, mm-hmm. I knew the people at the Cosmopolitan, and Gaz said, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't want to paraphrase what he said, but, you know, it you know, wasn't like, get this guy out of my life, but, it, you know, he <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was, was my he, mate. Yeah, like, he's a joker, isn't he? He's joking around. He's a joker. No, so it was more like, can you, can you, you know, you know those, you know those dudes. And uh, Harry, you know, you know Harry from Australia. And I said, well, look, I've heard, everyone's heard of Harry. I've ne- we'd never actually met. First of all, right. Calico Cat Circus in Australia. That's me right there. Right. I love cats. They're great. Mm-hmm. They're great to work with. They're difficult. Mm-hmm. No animals in this show, presumably, though, right? No animals. Not yeah. from no. 
this world. So, like, what is the show? Like, what as an audience member coming to see the show? Maybe you don't want to give too much away, right. but what, what, is, what is it? I could say this. All right. It's going to be out of this world. Well, clearly. It's got a space theme. We've got that. Right. It's going to be galactic mm-hmm. in scale. Uh-huh. Right. First show on Mars. Right. We, we yeah. But, like, the show Content-wise. prior to Mars being in the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas, what can we expect? Well, I mean, I, I mean I've, I've been kind of in and out of the rehearsal room a bit. And, you know, I think, like, Harry's keeping his cards very close to his chest. Mm, right, yeah. Because, <laughs> because, um, because I don't think he's got any idea what the show is going to be. And, uh, uh, you know, he wants to keep everything floating up in the air until the first preview, I guess, right? Which right. is... Oh, wow, that's that's risky. A little 30. risky. March 13th, because right, I right. keep saying... Well, we're we going to see a run. Yeah. When are we going to see a run? It's the you know, And then, you know, that's why, because I've been getting emails from the president saying, well, are we going to see a run? When are we going to see a run? And I say that to Harry. It's a little pressure. A lot of pressure. But, but it's, it's um, pressure. the way this And he just started. says, look, this is not the way we, he wants to work. It's not the way you work in Australia, apparently. <laughs> With no, the cat circus, you just, no, not you at opened all. it. You've got to let the cats do what they're going to do. Right, a lot of it. So you're just like trying a lot of stuff. Showing it out. And March 13th. Throwing spaghetti at the wall. So right, right. see what's six. And what we've discovered with this is that people love the name and the artwork so much mm-hmm. that tickets are selling like hotcakes. Even so we though no one knows what the show is. So we don't want to stuff it up by telling people what the show's about. Right. right. Like so we feel like if, if you tell them what the show's about, maybe they'll go, well. Maybe not. That's not for me. Yeah. Right. You know, like. Right. So it's better just to keep it out there. In fact, it'd be better if we probably never opened the show. We just sold <laughs> tickets. tickets. Yeah. Out, right? and just, you know, Harry's right. done that before. And you, you did have, right. you there were was, a guest of Her Majesty for a while. A couple of times there. But yeah, yeah. We're, we're not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have to ask, you know, because the podcast is very circus themed. Is there going to be circus acts in the show? Variety acts? Anything in that world? All of this is coming from a cosmical Orientation, right? I mean, the Ringlings theme right. two years ago was out of space oh, right. too. So out a lot of, this of good, world. you know, a lot of good space themed acts. Right, there's going to be acts. You could do ice skating on. We, yeah, we picked up some ideas from that too. I know, you know, because I put in a few. They had these monkey lights. I think they were called. Oh really? Which I told uh, Harry about, and uh, I think we might we might have bought a few of them. That's right. cool. Space monkeys. There was a really good theme song. Where you're like, blast off! Oh yeah, you guys should use that. I don't know. Do you think they're right? They keep right. losing their lawsuits, so you should be fine. <laughs> yeah. We we uh, yeah we're good at those, but we we kind of we've had a good run. You know you don't want to you don't want to try don't want to try your luck right. any time. What's important is we've got the players, all right. Uh-huh. They've come from all over. I don't, yeah. Some of them almost non-verbal, right? They're maybe from out of space, and I'm oh, saying wow. that on the DL. Right? right. I know this is a podcast, but. Try to if you're listening, try to keep it to yourself. All right. Okay. Some of them from all over far reaches of this mm-hmm. world. So, like, what? And other than outer space, <clears throat> what really inspires you as a creator and a producer? Great. What inspires me? Ah, oh, it's a good question. I'm a connoisseur of the strange. All right, mm-hmm. of the out there, mm-hmm. and something that just speaks to me. Right. Uh, call it fate. Call it destiny. Like um, that movie with Meg Ryan, like You've Got Mail. Got Mail, that's a good one. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. 
I like I like looking into the cosmos and, and seeing the show materialize before my eyes and just plucking it out of the stars. Well, at some point, Harry, I wouldn't mind looking into the cosmopolitan and seeing the show materialize. Great, yeah, it's coming along. You're going to have going to have some viewing, so we can actually, you know, tell the pod, circus podcasts of the world, you know, all in good time. All in good time. Do you think there'd be yeah. a, an acrobat in it, or there, in in a way, possibly, great, could be an acrobat, could be could be an uh, an acro. You could really Any be other like a politician, creature. just like skirting around. It is and it isn't. Answers. You're really yes good. Yes and no. Right. <laughs> yes. We want to keep it open for interpretation. A lot of uh-huh. it. If you say what it is now, they come in with an idea in their head. Right. And when you're looking at a, you're looking at a baseball bat, they're seeing a flamingo. Right. Right. So. Right. Well, flamingos are one of the best animals because of the color. Would there be flamingos? <laughs> they're, they're not at the moment. No flamingos. Great. Oh. I don't want to give anything oh. away, but the cat does like a little bit. <laughs> the, the, but the, the flamingo be. is a big inspiration for Vegas shows. There's a casino. There's a yeah. road. There was a lot of flamingo headdresses in past shows. It's an interesting mm. reference point. So I don't think I've seen a live flamingo on stage. That could be your animal. There's a lot of theories about yeah. flamingos. It's such a strange-looking bird. Perhaps right. it came from out of space as well. So did you see the last show that Ross was a part of here? And that Josh was as well, Vegas Nocturne? Vegas Nocturne, yeah. Great show. Great. Really amazing Are you stuff. using this space in a similar way or are you kind of keeping it into one area? We're using the space here differently, right? We've, we've uh, brought it in and we've warmed it up. And then, but it's still cold. Very stark, cold, but very cozy at the same time. It's got a cold and cozy outer space, and okay. then also right in the in the inner of your living room, perhaps. Right. Mm-hmm. It's got a loungy, really loungy kind of excited, relaxed vigor. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm more confused. I was say, by I the, show. the opium part is the how the audience feels after you know getting some of these answers because I'm like what the fuck is going on with this show but I guess that's the idea and clearly it's working also because I've not seen a show in Vegas get nearly the amount of press that Opium has gotten since I've been aware of what's going on in Vegas well that, that that's one of the great assets that Harry brought to the table which I was unaware of when Gaz told me to you know have a meeting with him which we had at McDonald's a few months ago and uh Nice. He, he's a big fan of American fast food. Oh. Is McDonald's your favorite? McDonald's has really been there for me. Mm. Uh, those apple pies that just lived, been living off of them. All right. Mm-hmm. When we come, when we come to a new place, looking for something comfortable, something familiar, and McDonald's is there for me. Right. And and I'm hashtag loving it still. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well I, I, but yeah. The, the, what I was going to say is that Harry is also a freelance journalist. Mm. Oh, yeah, so, that's what you're writing. Right yeah, now. so when, when, meetings. when Sheldon heard about that, he signed him up for the Review Journal, right? And he's been writing right. for that for the last uh, few weeks. It's been, it's been great. It's been great to get the word out. Mm. So do you, are you also casting the show? or is? Well, the cast worked itself out. I put a call out, didn't know exactly what I was doing, mm-hmm. set up a radio tower and some coordinates I received in my sleep. Uh-huh. In, in Las Vegas? In Vegas. Yes. Oh, wow. I've always dreamed of coming to Vegas, mm-hmm. right? It's just worked out that the, the messages I was receiving sent me directly here, right? Saw the trailer, 
in Australia, my ex-wife, we, we co-owned it, but she's, we're going to work that out and uh, bought oh, a ticket out here. So now we're getting into some drama with relationships. Bit of, bit of drama, but it's not really anything worth talking about. We're, we're still close. We mm -hmm. talk. And, uh, she's in Australia? Yeah, she's back in Australia. So you don't have to talk to her all the time? Not all the time. It's a bit of space, different yeah. time frames. Yeah. Night and day. Really. Helpful. It's yeah. great. It's, it's don't, don't need to go back anytime soon, but I'm really busy here. So. Oh my God. Ross has a massive um, knee thing on. What is it? A knee brace? Uh, yeah, this is uh, nothing to do with the show. No. This but it also a, kind of feels just, a little, uh, you know, like robotic in a way. Yeah, it's like a right. suit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it a is. Suit. It's, uh, you know, it's a state-of-the-art knee brace uh, for someone who's recovering from knee surgery. Yeah. And, you know, I highly recommend it. And what, what's been great <laughs> it's about knee surgery. Yeah. yeah. Well, knee surgery is good if when you walk you fall on the ground. And when you've had the knee surgery, the brace is good so that you don't have to go back and have more knee surgery. But... What has been amazing about this process for me is the physical therapy mm. and really understanding what acrobats go through. Mm. And, uh, you know, because when I go to physical therapy every day, uh, I'm seeing all our acrobats, you know, all in there having their PT, which is wonderful. And for them, it's a way of life. And I know mm. you, Josh, would know that as a, a, a former acro and, um uh, you know, it's 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 extraordinary just to think. You know, actually, I think it's a really good way of life, in a way, yeah. to be to have that in your frame of reference that yeah. you have to keep working your body to keep be it aware. So, of it. Yeah. yeah, it's been an amazing process, but it's 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 healing really well, and I'm hoping it'll be right for opening night so that I can, um, you know, if there's some dancing, maybe. Do you think? Ooh. Oh, they'll be dancing. All right. There's dancing. Okay. So when is opening night again? Previews are in March. March thirteenth. And with the official opening. The official opening, we have a date set in mind of April 8, but if the show sucks, um, we might. Oh, God. I wonder if they can hear us. So, like, what's that yeah, screaming? What's that that in sounds the back. Like so, we're working on something in there. All right. That's just top secret. It, all you need to know is that they're screaming and, uh, and that things are, are worth screaming about. Right. Just tell them, tell like that to really the people. Go, there you go. Got a roll. Opium, worth screaming about. Right. Yeah. Scream it out. There's your new podcast. <laughs> we need that. We're, we're screaming about. We, we take inspiration. Highway podcast. Yeah. yeah. We'll from, put that exactly. on the marquee. Do it. I'll take, I'll take it. We'll take that prize. Most of our quotes actually are from the Las Vegas Review Journal at the moment. Yeah. From their new journalist there. Um, Aaron Howie, oh. who's been saying a lot of nice things right. about the show, about, yeah. which is probably why the tickets are selling it up. Right. So much hype. Yeah, because I, I, I hear that, you know, ticket sales are down around town in anticipation of this. Mm. People oh. have stopped You're buying in advance. Yeah. They've stopped buying in advance when they know this is on. So, you know. Right. It's the show of the future. Right. People right. looking ahead. What's the show of the space? It's like, what was that show on Disney that was all out in our space? And it was like, <clears throat> Zetus Lapidus. Remember oh, that yeah, show? show was that? Maybe it's a good, like inspirational show for you we, we, we take inspiration from everywhere including ross's brace <laughs> advanced robotics have always been a, a passion of mine so that's mm. going to work its way Perfect. in somehow yeah. I love, I love, see a robot act. love watching i love watching what's going on right now with, with current technology yeah. and thinking it's much ahead. cheaper to hire robots where, where, where will we <laughs> be when we're on mars great robots probably be well, i don't know if it is cheaper because we've been you know as harry said talking a lot to elon musk about you know what we're Great doing, car. and we had a Great we had with another show we have. Um, we did a big we did a dinner party for him, 
and we had all our artists at a dinner party and he really is a lover of Spiegel World, which has led to this relationship between Harry and Alon. And, and Alon's also got a good sense of humor, wouldn't you say? Right, it's funny Wait, guy. so do you buy his simulation theory that we're living in a simulation or is this Right, 100%, real? right? One in a billion chance that this isn't a simulation, right? I believe that, right? But uh, it's a good simulation. Isn't it? So this show's already happened before and we're just... It's one of many. One of many variations, right? But we're here now. We're going to enjoy it. Great. It's important. Each one is important. This is the, the third next. time we've done this exact interview. Yeah. yeah. That's why our questions are it's so good. It's the second good. for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. Well, I'm excited to see the show. I think we're going to come out end of April. Check it out. Come back to the Yeah. Yeah. Should be okay by the end of April. It's going to be here, Tara. It's going to be great. Vega uh, one. It's going to change a bit. Right, just think shift is planet shift. We're going to align yeah. ourselves with well, the gravitational March 13th forces. will be really interesting since you don't really know what it is yet. Right, yeah. If you've got an eye, if you like watching things evolve, yeah. right, which is mm. a lot of what this is about, evolution, right, of human beings, come come have a look in the beginning. Yeah. Come in a month later. So people could buy a ticket each week. Great, yeah, really. Could, well, that would be amazing if they did that. Because, <laughs> no, you know, normally they don't. <laughs> but um, that, that, that could be a new market. You like what you see. Yeah, come it's back a constant again. evolution. Yeah. You need to come back each new. week. Yeah, it's a brand new show. And these can be wild. I certainly may. <laughs> or may not. Fortunately, we've got the gas behind us. So I guess, you know, he, he, he gave us a... He gave us a Kind of a duffel bag. It was good. He's got deep pockets. Full of hundred dollar bills, and he said, "When that's done, don't come back for more." Oh, great! So great. We we could probably run it for about two weeks, and then (laughs) if we don't sell any tickets or any booze, uh, Harry, we'll have to go back to Australia. Yeah, there goes your anything like that. Great. So that negative thought. A lot I can't. (laughs) Not ready to go back. Yeah. I always thought Ross was going to apply in the right amount of pressure. Show's it's not good. good. <laughs> You're going back to your wife in Australia. Well, he doesn't have to. It's just I, I, You're just well, I, I will be going on to the next thing. But, you know, that's, that's just the way of show business. And, uh, you know, as Harry knows. These things move forward quickly. If, and they stop quickly. Correct. Yeah. You know, as we, you know, we've seen in the past, and that's just the way of, you know, it's, it it's, uh, it's not called show, show. We may have to wait until Elon gets a... Rehearsal down up on the yeah. up on the red Is planet. he going to be a guest? Will he make a guest appearance in the show? I'm sure. I, like, I'm not point. sure if he's coming March 13, but I wouldn't be surprised if he comes on the A. He loves to surprise mm. surprise people. Just drop in. I take his hyperloop. He hovers in usually. Right. Right. Or comes in with his right. boring company. Sometimes he just sends an empty yeah, Tesla cool just company. to mess with our heads. The boring company. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's Elon. This is Tesla. Oh, it's empty. It's driving itself. Right. He in was space. well. I mean, that's right. He was going to give us a Tesla to sponsor us, but uh, he sent it into space. Oh, oh that, that was the one. one. That was that's the best. We we right. made a character. You made a character for him, right? Yeah. That was the astronaut driving the or yeah. person. That, that was Harry's you. Wow. Be, it's going to be on our show. That, wow. that very astronaut. So you're like crafty too. Great. I'm good with my hands. Yeah. Met a lot of things out of just gum tree when I was a kid. Out of gum branches. tree. But. From my point of view, as a, a circus lover, you know, I've never kind of experienced this, and I, I feel like I'm more the interviewer than the. I'm kind of like with you on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because You're learning too. Yeah, because I'm used to going to see Ringling, which when I was 15, I loved that. Right. Yeah. Gunther Gable Williams or Gila Liberté Circus, you know, the Cirque, which became this uh, big 
thing yeah. or um and i mean you have seven figures or, you know right. like yeah 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 that vegas hit show yeah as we call it circus hit show. vegas hit show yeah um or one word hashtag hashtag yeah t-shirts coming soon yeah. um and um you know i'm used to that sort of thing you know like a crappy variety show yeah that's kind of what i produce and i've never been you know when i first met harry we turned up to this shed and there was a this um, I could be blind, a vintage caravan, a vintage <laughs> caravan which he was living in. Mm-hmm. Stream. It's good American yeah. caravan, right? It's in good. We needed a heater. It's a bit cold, right? But you know, apple warm. Even apple in pie. Vegas, well, right now it's cold. It's cold now. Yeah, were yeah. you? Insp- I saw that uh, press release that you know you were Special part time. of. Were, were you inspired by Breaking Bad? Because like you really reminded me of uh, like you know. When they're in their like full gear, gear and living right. in like RV airstream. So what you're tapping into now is a, a cosmic consciousness, right? We're all on the same level here, right? Things are happening. Yeah. Popping up it sounds here, like you're on there. another level, though. Different level, yeah. Of a different level, right? We can yeah. perhaps see each other's levels from the balcony. Sure. Just wave it in one another. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but our levels well, just leveling up. I think I'm level all time. Yeah. Right. We're looking back and ahead at the same time. Yeah. It's good. And like I've been, I've been working in Vegas now for a few years, but Harry's just made friends all over town. Mm. And what, what's that Juno that you hang out with all the time now? Cats. Catsy. Right. Catsy. Hangs out with Catsy all the time. Johnny Cats. Great guy. Oh, the, the journalist. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, you're all hooked up in the press. Meetings with me at, at right. Macca's. So what if? So are they like? Don't worry. We'll, we won't tell anyone about We'll come see the show, but we won't say what it is. Or because they're like, Are you going to get reviews that don't describe it at all now with those good relationships? People catch on to the fun we're having, perhaps, right? Some people might try to try to ruin the, the magic of it all, but luckily we're going to keep it, hopefully, keep it changing rapidly, too rapid for anyone to nail anything down. Great. So people want to find out more, get them tickets. Where uh, where do they go? What website? Well, we've done that on speakerworld.com. So okay. if you can just go to speakerworld.com, you can buy tickets for all our shows now there. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you know, I'd recommend them to people. Um, Heartily is a, a great, great, great attraction. So yeah, our other show, Absinthe, is you know, by some, some fluke of nature still running. <laughs> And you can do a double show, right? You guys are going to have yeah. like, you know, have 14 shows, shows a week. We're going to see the, the late show today. Yeah. At Oh, are you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. We must remember to tell guys to comp it up if the media are going to be in. <laughs> no, we don't want to end the house. Yeah. yeah. And make sure or we else get I'm going to talk about it. We're going right. to get, we're, no, we're, he, he also likes to give people heavily spiked bottles of champagne. Yeah. So oh, hopefully we get one of those. I'm sure you will. Fingers crossed. We find that the Vegas journalists write nicer things if they're so I had the gaz always see the hammer journals is a is a is a accurate one. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. what I should look like. So we usually well, that's how their audience experiences the show. Right. So it's true. So if the journalist yeah. is experiencing it's not like that. Right. Yeah, good idea. So Ross has already gotten these three final questions, yeah. but hey, we're gonna give them to you this time that every podcast guest gets. Right. Okay. And I'm just like really excited for your answers. Correct. Um, so what's a good or really bad piece of advice that you've gotten? That's stuck with you like for a long time. Great. So my ex-wife told me, Harry, uh, be yourself. Great. And I, I did that and she didn't like it. Oh. Great. That's where the Calico Cat Circus began. All right. She was not on board for that. It's a lot of, a lot of 
herding cats, which is actually even harder than the metaphor implies. <laughs> but I got good at it. Uh, lost a relationship out of it, but, but here I am now. It's like a good and bad piece, right? Led you to Vegas, but you're divorced. Be yourself. Yeah. Great, yeah. Be who you're meant to be. Great. So the I think a large group of our listeners are young people who are in circus school or in theater school. So for somebody who's a student wants to learn about this business, is there a movie or a TV show or a book that you recommend they read or watch? Great. About this business of being in a circus. Or, you know, any really anything in the arts. Yeah, out there. Great. If I had it off the top of my head. You can't say you've got mail. We've already covered that. Yeah, got, you've got mail's a good one. Top top notch. Say, close encounters of the third kind. Fourth kind? No, that is not happening. Fifth kind. <laughs> Just the whole series. It's a good. I love all of them. Great. One, two, and three. I've got uh, anything cosmic. Mm -hmm. Let's land on a really, really good special. Short circuit. Johnny Five Alive. Great. Good to hear a personal letter of mine. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll put links to all that you know, in, our, in our podcast review, um, our overview. Last question, who do you think we should have on the podcast? Next. Yeah. yeah. Well, get Elon on here. I'd love to hear Elon. it. Elon. Oh, all right. Yeah. Great. So next, after Elon. <laughs> we just didn't publish it. All right. All right. Let's get uh, someone. Love to hear the, what the gas has to say about it. Mm. Get him on here. Maybe with Catsy. Catsy would be great. Catsy would be a relationship. Yeah. Great. That'd be a fun duo. Great. Well, thank you for telling us everything and nothing about this show. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. Howie, very nice to meet you, Ross. Wait, Thanks Harry. For coming it's on. always a pleasure. Wait, oh, Howie. Harry. Harry and Howie. Oh, sorry, Harry and Howie. Oh, so you just call him by his last name. Yeah. Howie. That's fine, too. I was like, wait, I'm pretty sure it's so, Harry M. Howie. Harry and Howie. So back, really, in, back in Australia, everyone just knows him as Harry M. But no, oh, okay. Harry M. Yeah. Harry yeah. M. But um, yeah, I, I just wanted to say, you know, it's um, it's a real service to the industry you guys do, and it's a fabulous thing that your passion for the circus uh, leads you to do this podcast. Because I know so many people who listen to it and love it now, and uh, you know, I want to thank you for that because I think you know it's interesting to see the discussion broaden and the market is global for this right like people all over the world can hear this downloads in cambodia so i'm sure yeah, that's you know, a big circus market there and um you know it's uh, it's really exciting so congratulations to oh, thanks. thanks for coming on look forward Twice. to your next show yeah you're our first oh, yeah. first repeat guest ross so it's an honor right well, yeah it's, it's an first honor for repeat. me having me back yeah we will harry will maybe you know after opening we can we can delve into more of the you know show flow Right. Right. <laughs> oh, I would like to do that before opening. And that was our interview with Harry M. Howie and Ross Mollison, the creators behind their new show, Opium. If you like our podcast, make sure to subscribe on iTunes, rate us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, tweet us, or email us at hello at hideawaycircus.com. And make sure you are pinned to your computer screens on March 26th at 1 p.m. East Coast time. We'll be announcing a brand new show from Hideaway Circus. Woo-woo! Bye, guys. Bye.